0: Today is 12 November, it's Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CGE Prophecy Report. Spillage, that and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay. Let's see here. We got, uh, a few things I'd like to, uh, announce before we get into our news articles. The first one is Remy in the Philippines, who a lot of people have helped. Uh, she got a rice, uh, ministry going. She's got a health ministry going. She's got all kinds of things going since her husband died. And, uh, she sent me a video. It's a rice video and, uh, where she's handing out the rice that people, uh, Sent money for. And if you want to see that, email me and I will send it to you. She just, she's so faithful doing these things. And, you know, they stop, they go to these little towns in the middle of absolutely nowhere and they minister to people. And, uh, you know, they stop, they pray with the whole community, which might be 10 people or something. And uh, they hand out rice, they hand out things. So I got a nice video from her and I think you would like it. It actually made me cry. Um, Which isn't hard to do, just so you know that. I get very emotional over people helping in the cause of the Lord. But um, let's see here. Also, Silas, last week I petitioned, can anybody help? Uh, They need to finish buying that land in Kenya. And uh, just like the school, just like building the church, uh, somebody stepped forward and paid the entire amount. Uh, remember there was a four thousand dollar challenge and there was another five to go he came and picked up the five plus other people sent in a little bit of money as well but it never ceases to amaze me how people respond so well Uh, now they have land to build uh to grow their own crops and i want to tell everybody that offered even if i didn't take the money because somebody took care of the whole thing thank you um Isaac in Uganda still needs, uh, let's see, it's probably about $7,500 for his roof now to get that finished. And that will also be used kind of to minister to people that come and visit and so on. So uh, if you want to help with Isaac's roof in Uganda, let me know. And um, we'll get that uh, squared away eventually. We've been pecking on it slowly over the past couple weeks and we'll get it down to nothing. But if anybody wants to help, let me know. Uh, let's see here. Um, two more things. Dick and Judy Schumann showed up today. They live right here in Sarasota and they saw a video of um, uh, some hippie walking in, in, uh, from Jericho to Jerusalem barefoot. And uh, so they started to watch a couple of the sermons and I guess they decided to show up at church. So it's so wonderful to have you both here. Smiling faces and just great. And then uh, one other thing is uh, we've got a person in the church today He does the uh, voting machines. He sets them up all over Florida. And so if we have a voting problem, you can take him out back and stone him. But uh, anyway, he is here today. This is Erica and his wife, Teresa. He's been in the church uh, a few years ago, I think about two, two and a half years ago now. And his wife was here again, uh, what was it, last year before you guys went to uh, uh, Israel. And now today is his birthday. And today, is today the anniversary or it's his weekend? Both his birthday and anniversary. They're 24 years happily married now. So welcome to you. It's good to have both of you here. Uh, she's going back up home after uh, church and then he's going to come back down to Sarasota and take care of all of our voting machines uh, to make sure that uh, they go the right way this time. Anyway, <laughs> welcome. All right. So here we go. Let's see. we got some news from Israel today from the Jerusalem Post. Uh I told you last week I'd read you a few things about how belligerent Russia is getting, which is setting us right up for Gog Magog. I mean, unbelievably. Jerusalem Post, Israel has no right to defend itself, says the Russia at the United Nations. Israel has no right to defend itself as it is an occupying power, Russia's representative to the UN, uh, Nebun said at an emergency special session of the UNGA. The only thing they can muster is continued pronouncements about Israel's supposed right to self-defense, although as an occupying power, it does not have that power as confirmed by the advisory opinion of the ICJ handed down in 2004. Despite stating that Israel does not have the right to defend itself, Nebenzia proceeded to state that Israel does have the right to ensure its security and to fight terrorism. Well then, that's what they're doing right now. Um, As for Israel's security, and we recognize its rights to ensure its security, this security can only be fully guaranteed if we resolve the Palestinian issue based on the basis of relevant U.N. Security Council resolutions. Russia, not doing so much for uh, Israel lately. CNN, Russia has crossed all the red lines already in the war between Israel and Hamas, says Israeli analyst. CNN, Russia is the main beneficiary of the Hamas Israel war, says Israeli journalist. Reuters, Russia says Israeli call for citizens to leave North Caucasus is anti-Russian. They got Jews that are being persecuted. They get on a plane and people want to destroy the plane. They get off the plane and they land in some place and they're attacked and now it's uh, anti-Russian to say, why don't you move to Israel? Uh, Russian Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Maria Zarkova said that Israel's recommendation that its citizens leave Russia's North Caucasus region after a violent anti-Israel protest in Dagestan was anti-Russian. In a briefing with reporters, Zarkova said that an Israeli warning against travel in the mostly Muslim regions of the North Caucasus bore no relation to reality. Russia has repeatedly criticized Israel's military actions around the Gaza Strip, restated its long-standing support for a Palestinian state while also hosting a Hamas delegation in Moscow from the Times of Israel. IDF says it's using AI to quickly identify and strike new Hamas targets. Something good with AI. You know, I have that going all day long as the Gaza cam. This morning... Gaza was taking a serious pounding. Now, this is in an area where everybody has been evacuated. It's completely except Hamas, and they are pounding that area this morning. I couldn't believe what was going on. They were just literally taking it apart. These people want to fight? They're getting a fight. The IDF's Military Intelligence Directorate says its so-called Targets Center has identified some 1,200 new Hamas targets in the Gaza Strip amid the ongoing ground offensive that began last week. The IDF says hundreds of soldiers are working to produce new targets on a large scale. The MID is using AI and automated tools to produce reliable targets quickly and accurately. The senior officer says other new tools are being used for the first time to immediately provide ground forces in the Gaza Strip with updated information on targets strike. So far, the IDF says it has struck more than this was last week, 12,000 targets in the Gaza Strip. My guess is by this morning, it was about 50,000. I've never seen so many bombs coming down so quickly. Amazing. Telegraph. How Israel shot down a ballistic missile in space for the first time. You may have heard about this, but I want to read it for those who haven't. This is the first known event of space warfare in human history, actually. You wouldn't expect that, but There it is. The ballistic missile was launched from Yemen by the Iran-backed Houthis and flew almost 1,000 miles over the Arabian Peninsula on the way to its target, the Israeli port city of Eilat. While the IDF has released few details about the interception, the Air Force is known to operate several batteries of the Aero-2 system, which uses a hypersonic interceptor to take out incoming missiles in space. The defense ministry released a video showing the moment of interception with the faint cylindrical shape of the incoming ballistic missile barely visible in the false color image before an explosion smears across the screen. In a statement, the IDF said that Air Force Systems tracked the missile's trajectory and intercepted it at the most appropriate operational time and location. Photographs from Eilat showed a trail of smoke from the aero Interceptor while residents reported hearing a large explosion from the ground. The ballistic missile is said to have been a Qadar missile, an improved version of the Iranian designed Shahab 3. At more than 50 feet long, that's a big missile coming in. The Qadar carries a high explosive warhead and has a range that puts all of Israel in striking distance of the Houthis. Good morning, Miss Garrett. How are you? Very good to see you. Uh, which now have declared war on Israel and are a key part of the Iran backed alliance set against the country. All right, and then from Al Jazeera, tens of thousands march across the world for Gaza ceasefire. Okay, the reason why I brought that up is because we have right now, and I'll I'll read you a couple of them, just titles next week. We have people being slaughtered all over the world, in countries in Africa, in countries here, in countries all over. This is going on. We've got all kinds of nonsense going on that is not hardly making the news And yet we have Israel defending itself against a attack and the whole world is marching against Israel. That tells you, that tells you that the Bible is vindicated in what it says about coming prophecy. Just that right there. That's all you need to know is that Israel is the center of all of the attention of the world. And it's been this way for years and it's getting more so by the day when Gog Magog happens. It's all written in the book, folks. It's all there. Amazing. Okay, we got some news from Christianity. I'd like to congratulate Steve Miller, who has watched every sermon that we have put out. He's been watching them for a couple of years. He's watched every single sermon we've ever done, and he said, On to Romans. So now he's going into the Bible studies. And uh, so my hat is off to him because that's a huge achievement. I mean, you got to figure, he's sat and watched this face for thousands of sermons okay let's see here from life site pope francis calls for a new theology not always corresponding to the christian face of god listen there is there's is one theology that governs this church one okay Pope Francis calls for a new theology. Francis has issued new priorities and statutes for the Vatican's Pontifical Academy of Theology. The Pope's comments came in a November 1st motu pro prio by which he issued new directions and new statutes for the Pontifical Academy of Theology, or PATH. Francis wrote that the PATH has constantly embodied the need to place theology at the service of the church and the world taking what belongs to God and putting it at the service of the church and the world. Theology is the study of God. Theos, God, ology, the study of, or the doctrine, ism, whatever, okay? So, but that under his new directives, change would be ushered in. After almost five decades, the time has come to revise these norms to make them more suitable to the mission that our time imposes on theology, A synodal missionary and outgoing church can only be matched by an outgoing theology. I would say it's outgoing into the lake of fire some days where that's going. PATH was founded in 1718 and was previously described as having the mission of promoting dialogue between faith and reason and of deepening Christian doctrine following the indications of the well, I'm not going to call him the Holy Father, um, but uh, Francis' new statutes replace those most recently imparted to the path by Pope John Paul II in 1999. Yet the papal document presents what appears to be an essentially anti-Catholic concept of theology. It's a Catholic church, and he's working against it. This shows you that we are going into the end times. This is one example. The reason why I bring up Catholicism all the time is because this is what the world sees they see the Pope as the epitome of Christianity. And so what he says will affect everything around Christianity in that sense. So that's why I always bring these things up about him. Uh, yeah, don't, yeah, uh, with various cultures and religions rather than drawing on the timeless and unchanging truths of the Catholic faith. And then another article on the same subject, Pope Francis also wrote that priority must be given to the knowledge of people's common sense. <laughs> You know, it's like saying that we ought to uh, listen to the Lord in our heart. The heart is desperately wicked. Who can know what the Bible says? Okay. Which he described as a theological source. People's common sense is a theological source in which many images of God live, often not corresponding to the Christian face of God and only and always love. The Pope said that his pastoral stamp must be placed upon all of Catholic theology We're going into dangerous territory there. Okay, now I'm going to qualify what I'm about to read you because I said, I didn't say it too all, but I said that as soon as this man is elected, his biggest enemies is going to be Christians. Okay, this morning I got an article tearing this man apart because of the church he attends. Now, I may not agree with that church, but I want you to know that I will never read another article from the person that I read that article from today because this person needs our prayer and he needs our support. New speaker to start every day praying in one specific room at the Capitol. Humility is a rarity among those in prominent positions across various professions and sectors. Rarer still to see a person in one of the highest offices in the land acknowledging the need for God's guidance and wisdom in his life. So it is a refreshing change and a hopeful sign that the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, plans to start his days as Speaker, not in one of the Congressional offices or getting comfortable in his new Speaker's chair, but in the Chapel. The Capitol Prayer Room near the Rotunda was created in 1955. It features a stained glass window depicting George Washington in prayer with inscriptions from Psalm 16.1 and Lincoln's Gettysburg Address right after being elected as speaker, instead of celebrating with champagne, Johnson led the entire Republican conference in prayer, revealing from that single act how he plans to conduct his job. In an interview with Sean Hannity, Johnson told Hannity, people are curious. What does Mike Johnson think about any issue under the sun? I said, well, go pick up a Bible off your shelf and read it. That's my worldview. That's what I believe, he said. I have no problem with what he said. And if he's attending a church that needs better doctrine, people can email him and consult him on that. But they don't have to tear the man apart when he's getting started. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Trump. I mean, they expect him to be a pastor. They expect him to be somebody that's a theologian. He's not. He's a politician. Not even that, really. He's just a guy that wants change in the nation. But these people come and they, they tear apart anything because it doesn't match. You know what? John Calvin has bad doctrine. Okay? I'm not here to tear apart somebody that goes to a Calvinistic church. I will speak against it in Bible study because you need to. You need to correct where doctrine is wrong. But to just say, oh, if somebody's a Calvinist, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to write an article about how bad he is. Right? Are we going to do that? Dispensationalist, you disagree with dispensationalism, and so I'm just going to tear that guy apart? This guy needs prayer, and he needs support. That's what he needs. Anyway, that's just my opinion if you disagree. Breitbart. <laughs> salon Magazine, MAGA Republicans, Christian nationalism, bigger threat to America than Hamas. Oh, yeah, a salon magazine saying that if you support Christian nationalism, you're a bigger threat than Hamas. What Guardian, is he? Is he? Mike Johnson, theocrat. Listen to this title. I'm not going to read the article. Guardian, Mike Johnson, theocrat, the House Speaker and a plot against America. Until a couple years ago, this was the standard, was Christian leaders. And all of a sudden, we are a threat to the United States of America. We got the FBI investigating churches because they have the Latin mass and Catholic or because they uh, don't get a COVID vaccine in California. CG report. White House currently at war with Christianity is working on a strategy to combat Islamophobia. That's their priority. Combat Islamophobia and tear apart Christianity. This is the world we live in. Okay, we got some news from the Mideast and Africa today. From Al Arabiya, Putin's move to secure Libya bases. Last week, I said Libya. This week, Libya. Okay, I said, if we see Libya in play, Gog May Gog could come tomorrow. And now they are at least trying to solidify their power in Libya. Now, they've been doing this for years, but this is something new. Putin's move to secure Libya bases is a new regional challenge for U.S. and European allies. Russia is moving to expand its military presence in eastern Libya, a plan that could lead to a naval base, giving it a significant foothold on Europe's southern doorstep. A defense accord is being hammered out between Putin and Libya's eastern military commander Khalifa Haftar. Remember, he was trained by the CIA, and now he's working with Russia. Um, following their meeting in Moscow in late September, according to the people briefed on the matter, who asked not to be identified discussing sensitive issues. The escalation of Russian activity in Libya represents a fresh challenge to the United States and its European allies, which are already locked in a standoff with the Kremlin over its invasion of Ukraine and the country's potential role in any wider Mideast conflict stemming from the Israel-Hamas war. Russia has been heavily active in neighboring Syria throughout the country's decade-long civil war. The threat is being taken very seriously by the U.S. admin. Keeping Russia out of the Mediterranean has been a key strategic objective. If Russia gets ports there, that gives the ability to spy on all of the EU. I wouldn't worry about the EU. It's Israel that you need to worry about because Russia is aligned with Iran. They're aligned with Turkey. Turkey is now cutting off diplomatic relations with Israel. Sudan, that area is, could go any direction, anytime. And now Libya, and that is the last player that I've said all along, if this comes into play, They could come and attack Israel tomorrow, according to Ezekiel 36. Okay, we'll see where it goes. Uh, Forbes, Libya Parliament orders out diplomats of countries backing Israel. From the post-millennial, Canada could take in 500,000 Palestinian refugees, according to a proposed plan. This is national suicide, but they want to do it. The Israeli Intelligence Ministry first floated the plan in a concept paper that argues Canada would be an ideal candidate for refugees because the country has such lenient immigration policy. From UN Watch, Iran to chair UN Human Rights Forum, sparking protests. Iran is now in charge of the Human Rights Forum of the United Nations. We we live in bizarro world. It's, It's unbelievable. Let's see here Um, from uh, New York Post. U.S. forces attacked by Iran proxies 27 times in two weeks, says the Pentagon. And Biden's still trying to work with them. And this week, that was at the end of last week, this week alone, we've had probably eight or ten more attacks from Iran proxies against our military. And he's still trying to deal with these people. Breitbart, Ayatollah Khamenei, death to America is not just a slogan, but it is Iran's policy. Breitbart, U.S. has given Afghanistan $11 billion in aid since the disastrous Biden withdrawal. $11 billion. Breitbart, Anthony Blinken can't guarantee U.S. aid to Gaza won't go to Hamas. Here it is. Now, you're going to hear this phrase from now on out. Listen to this. There will inevitably be some spillage. Oh, That's their new slogan. Mark my words, you're going to hear the word spillage from now on out. Oh, well, you know, we have good intentions with the U.S. tax dollar, but there was some spillage and 50,000 people were killed. But that's okay. It's only spillage. Haaretz, Hamas official, we will repeat October 7th attacks until Israel is annihilated. The existence of Israel is the root of all violence and pain, Hamas official Ghazi Hamad tells Lebanese TV. There it is. Now they said that we will repeat these attacks until they are eliminated. That's why Israel must do what they are doing. Whether you agree with it or not, they have no choice in this matter. Zero Hedge Blinken tells Abbas he asked Israel to use smaller bombs on Gaza. Would you make them really small? Okay, I got something interesting from Mongolia, from the Dalai Lama. His website, you know the Dalai Lama had a website congratulating the new Khamba Lamba of Mongolia. That's the Khamba Lamba Ding Dong. I mean, in his letter, Mr. Lama stated that the Dharma had great potential to contribute the well-being of humanity because it is rooted in nonviolence and compassion. However, this will only occur if those of us who have the opportunity to study and practice it. He added that when it comes to giving Buddhist teachings, it's important to keep in mind the aptitude and inclination of those being taught. I have another article coming up on a similar topic, different, different religion, but similar topic from Mongolia next week. This is why we need to send missionaries around the world, is because there's a war of goodness and darkness. And if they're not hearing about Jesus, they're hearing about the kambalama ding-dong. <laughs> okay, Daniel 12 Technology. Mail online. Marilyn Mann, 58, who lived with a pig's heart for 40 days, dies from organ rejection in blow for animal transplant research. Lawrence Fouchette, I guess, 58, survived for nearly six weeks with a pig heart. He was healthy for the first month before his body started to reject the organ. That's sad, but they are making progress on that. Irish Times. Elon Musk releases new AI chatbot. Anybody see the name of it? This guy has the funniest names for everything. Grok. Yeah, it's like something from Star Wars. Grok in a bid to take on chat GPT. Elon Musk's AI startup XAI has released its first AI model as the tech billionaire looks to take on OpenAI, Google, and Meta with a sassy chatbot that is tightly integrated with X. Grok, the new AI system, has real-time access to information from X. So he's got this platform where new information comes in every second, tons of information, and now he's going to connect it to an AI. So this will actually be something productive. I don't know how it's going to work out, but... um, Uh, the social media platform Musk bought for $44 billion a year ago it's worth half as much now big deal it'll be worth 10 times as much soon the guy is not a dummy giving it massive advantage over other models that have largely relied on older archives of internet data the chatbot loves sarcasm and responds with a little humor hoping that giving Grok more personality will allow it to stand out in an increasingly crowded market. It will also answer spicy questions that are rejected by most other AI systems. So if you want to have spicy AI, go to Grok. Okay, Mail Online. Uh, This is kind of cute. I can already smell it when it takes off. Just close your eyes and imagine it. Uh, Come fry with me. F-R-Y, not fly. Come fry with me. Virgin Atlantic gives green light for first transatlantic flight using fuel made from cooking oil. Yep, the Virgin Atlantic plane is powered by 100% sustainable aviation fuel. The first flight will fly from London Heathrow to New York JFK on November 28th. So in another couple weeks, if you smell French fries, you'll know what it is. Okay, it's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of. From the South China Morning Post, China's top spy agency warns of gene weapons able to target specific ethnicity or race. Now, uh, the guy that's running against Biden, um, Kennedy, what's his name? Okay, I know he's a little insane, but he actually was talking about... gender-specific gene weapons, and he was laughed off the stage, and now they're admitting that these are out there. Um, The Chinese ministry is alleging countries have made these biological weapons. uh, It's not a biological agent engineered for the entire world, but rather the creation of a targeted threat or genetic weapons. Genetic weapons, also known as ethnic bioweapons, are genetically engineered biological weapons that are capable of targeting members of a specific race or ethnicity. While up to 99.9% of human DNA is shared between all individuals on earth, there are key genetic differences that distinguish those of a certain ethnicity or race. According to the ministry, these differences can be utilized to kill targets of a predetermined race. That is scary. That's the world we're heading into real end time stuff there. Okay, uh, the next three articles, um, four articles, um, I want to remind you because I'm on YouTube that uh, uh, the CDC says COVID shots are safe and effective and they do not recommend the other uh, things that I'm going to talk about. These are just articles I want to read you that are out there. Okay, from the Gateway Pundit, new poll, one in four Americans say COVID shots are unsafe and know someone who died from the jab. Okay, they pulled 1,500 people and went different age ranges from 18 to 24% over the last month. Similarly, the percentage of Americans who support using ivermectin to treat or prevent COVID has risen from 10% in September 2021 to 26% this October. A recent survey by Rasmussen reveals that among 1,110 American adults, 24% of adults knew someone personally who died after receiving a COVID jab amid the rising death toll, spike in heart problems, and thrombosis following the government COVID mandates. The CDC maintains, here it is, adverse reactions from the shots are rare. Okay, so uh, just letting you know that the CDC says they are safe and effective. Okay, from Zero Hedge, hydroxychloroquine associated with lower COVID-19 mortality, a French study says, Just 0.8% of patients at a facility in France who received HCQ and an antibiotic died, compared to 4.8% of patients who did not receive the drug combination. French researchers reported this study represents the largest single center study evaluating HCQ-AZ and the treatment of COVID-19. Similarly to other large observational studies, it concludes that HCQ would have saved lives. Now, to find out if that's true or not, please refer to the CDC. Um, Zero Hedge, certain scientists' journals pose potential threats to vaccine confidence, says the CDC. Certain scientists and journals pose potential threats to vaccine confidence. Scientists and journals that conduct and publish certain research pose a problem for the federal government's vaccination campaigns that should be addressed, CDC officials wrote in newly reviewed emails. They found out that that's what they've been saying all along, not allowing anybody to have a dissenting voice from CNN, CDC, to expand disease surveillance at four major U.S. airports to include the flu and RSV. Not one person is checked for anything coming over the southern border. And we have 10, 20, 30,000 every week coming over the southern border. But if you go to one of these four major airports, you are going to be inconvenienced, folks. Morality is declining. From Breitbart, glamour Glamour Magazine, Ladies Magazine, names transgender model as 2023 Woman of the Year. Uh-oh. Women no longer matter in this world. No. They no longer matter. The next one from the Freedom Project, I will let you read it later. I'm not going to even read you the title. It is so disgusting what is found in California books. I'm not going to even tell you what it says. I can't. That's how bad it is, but I'll have it right here. You can look at it. Western Journal. Western Journal. Teacher on leave after dressing as devil, telling students, hail Satan. What? Yeah, he's on leave. They should have fired him. Yeah. Exactly. Breitbart. Welsh government looks to redefine women to include transgender biological males. Mm. Male online. Author comes out as transgender man after his wife came out as a trans woman and pair who have a trans daughter now live in a... I, I can't tell you what the four of them are doing. Okay. Father, mother, daughter, and one other. I can't tell you what they're doing. It'll be right here if you want to see it. From the Sun Sentinel. State Senator Shervin Jones may run for Florida governor in 2026. He'd be the first black openly gay governor. Breitbart. Namibia rejects EU treaty. Finally, somebody's doing something right that could impose anti-life pro-LGBT agenda on African nations. They said, we're not going to sign this treaty. Deputy Prime Minister Nandi Nidatwa, I guess, announced that Namibia will not sign the NPA between the OACPS and the European Union over concerns that it would undermine the country's sovereignty. Based on the above given information, a decision was taken that the government of the Republic of Namibia will not sign the NPA between the OACPS and the member states of the EU and the EC in its current form. While most African countries are set to sign the agreement on November 15th, uh, I can't pronounce this person's name, revealed that she told the EU in February 2022 that Namibia would not sign the 20-year agreement if the country's concerns were not addressed. Since Namibia still has fundamental concerns over the agreement, the country will not be signing it. The EU is trying to impose their agenda on the African nations, and Namibia says we are not going to be forced. Good. Good. Good for their stand. Some other news. Zero Hedge, Newsom signs $25 minimum wage law for all hospital workers. Finds out afterwards it will cost California $4 billion. When Newsom signed a law that set a first-in-the-nation minimum wage for healthcare workers, three words in a bill analysis foretold potential concerns about its cost. Fiscal impact unknown. Now, three weeks after Newsom signed SB 525 into law, giving medical employees at least $25 an hour, including support staff, such as cleaners and security guards. Everybody, if you work in a hospital, you get $25 an hour minimum. His admin has an estimated price tag of $4 billion in the 2024-2025 fiscal year alone. Half of that will come directly from the state's general fund, while the other half will be paid for by federal funds designated for providers of Medi-Cal, California's Medicaid program. So federal funds are taking over their state law. SB 525 is one of the most expensive laws California has seen in years and comes as the state faces $14 billion budget deficit that could grow larger if revenue projections continue to fall short, which of course they will because everybody's leaving California. Yeah. So now the state gets to pay the janitors, gardeners, Mexican cleaning ladies, yes, real ones, and they live in Mexico and commute gift shop clerks, and anyone else in the employ of a hospital, $25 an hour, no exceptions. And no matter what the value of their jobs are in the free market, except that services in other areas are going to have to be cut to pay these inflated wages. Meanwhile, as far as those $25 an hour hospital cleaning jobs go, get ready for it. And he's right about this. Listen, those menial jobs will suddenly become very politicized as to who gets one. You can bet that anyone who has such a job will be or become a very dedicated Democrat union operative Mm -hmm. and willing to do anything for them. Get ready for the beefed up ballot harvesting brigades, muscling unwilling voters in their homes to play ball for the Democrats. That's exactly why they pass this. They don't care about the budget. What they care about is staying in power. And it's already completely left. The state is completely blue, but they're doing this anyway. Zero Hedge. Election group slapped with RICO says it can prove Trump won Georgia in 2020. Now, they have a right to doing what they're doing now. Listen, this is very interesting. Former Black Voices for Trump leader Harrison Floyd's legal team intends to prove his innocence of claims he unlawfully participated in an election subversion plot in Fulton County, Georgia, by showing that President Trump won the state's 2020 presidential election. Your Honor, This case isn't about whether you or I think that Donald Trump lost the election. It's about what Mr. Floyd believed at the time, noted Chris uh, Karch, who I can't pronounce it, in one of Mr. Floyd's defense attorneys at a hearing before Judge Scott McAfee. It also is about what the false statements are alleged to have been, and indeed, are they really false? The judge ordered the hearing in response to motions to quash three sweeping subpoenas Mr. Floyd's legal team served to the office of Secretary of State Raffensperger, the Fulton County Clerk of Courts, and the Fulton County Board of Elections. Materials the attorneys requested included the ballot images and envelopes for all absentee ballots cast in the 2020 general election, all absentee ballot application forms, reports from the Dominion voting machines used, and all laptops and poll pads used by election workers along with other documents, files, and drives. Attorneys also requested all documents and recordings concerning the Secretary of State's post-election investigation into allegations of election fraud. The state chose to open this door. This is where it comes in. The state chose to open it. Now they have a right to do this. It is a broad and sweeping complaint. They opened the door wide open for us to walk in and ask these things. The attorney noted that the 98-page indictment repeatedly asserts as fact that President Trump lost the 2020 election in Georgia, and the charges against Mr. Floyd are predicated on that claim. But if Fulton County DA is wrong and President Trump actually won the election, then Mr. Floyd cannot be guilty of soliciting false statements and writings that conveyed as much. The indictment also maintains that Mr. Floyd and the other co-defendants were aware that President Trump lost the election and that their actions constituted an unlawful conspiracy to change the results in his favor. They've charged him with all this, and now he has a right to appeal this. That assertion would also be undermined by proof that Trump won or even just proof that the election's outcome is uncertain. And the subpoenaed materials he argued are likely to contain that proof. Mr. Raffensperger's office has argued that the broad scope of materials requested by the defense would place an undue burden on an entity that is not even a party in the case. Contesting the subpoena before the judge, Mr. Sharman said the requested documents contained little, if anything, relevant to Mr. Floyd's defense. Meanwhile, attorneys for Fulton County said it could take months to produce the requested materials. And in terms of relevance, they pointed to Mr. Karchoof's admission that he could argue his client's innocence even without the requested materials as evidence they weren't needed. But for Mr. Karchoof, the state's arguments didn't negate his client's right to those materials. Harrison Floyd is looking at between 8 and 33 years. That's his liberty interest courts take liberty interest very seriously so that liberty interest overcomes any burden the state has to be set back by a month or two or three by the end of the hearing the three subpoenas were reduced to two as it was revealed that the board of elections did not possess any of the requested materials which are held by the clerk of courts we'll see where this goes but i just thought that was brilliant what they did they put their foot in the door after the door was opened and they're going for it zero hedge $800,000 $800,000 to Texas organization that distributes crack pipes. I'm not even going to bother reading the article, but uh, they're giving 800000 of your tax dollars so that they can hand out crack pipes in Texas. They're taking away menthol cigarettes from the blacks. They're now against the law, but they're giving out free crack pipes. Sure you can. Human events. Japan gains military bases in the Philippines as two nations expand military alliance amid increasing Chinese aggression. Japan, who was down in the Philippines at war in World War II, is now being given bases in the Philippines because they're that scared of China. The Prime Minister of Japan said that his country would be working closely with the Philippines to expand military ties amid rising concerns that China poses a threat to both. Fumio Kishida Stated, we share serious concerns over the situation in the East China Sea and South China Sea. The attempt to unilaterally change the status quo by force is unacceptable. Japan and the Philippines began initial discussions of stronger military alliances in 2015. However, recent growing aggression from China has ignited the two to take urgent action. The meeting between the two leaders marks Kishida's first trip to the Philippines since he took office in 2021. He plans to give $4 million worth of coastal radar systems to the Philippine Islands to improve their Navy's capabilities as part of Japan's official security assistance program. They have previously provided Manila with Coast Guard vessels, satellite communication systems, and air surveillance radars. Japan and the Philippines. Zero Hedge, NAACP, I have no sympathy on them in this regard, rails against failing Maryland schools. African-Americans aren't being educated. It's their fault, and then they call it out. Zero Hedge, the most spoken language in every U.S. state. I'm not going to read them all, but uh, besides English and Spanish, okay? Anybody? Florida, most spoken language outside of English or Spanish? Russian. Creole. Uh, Ukrainian. Yeah, French Creole. Did you say that? Haitian, French Creole, Haitian. There you go. You said Chinese? No. Okay, one other. I'm just going to give you one. Somebody somebody, tell me what is the most spoken language outside of English in Tennessee. Country. Country, country language. It may come with a country accent, but it is, get ready for this, bad news for them, Arabic. Okay, who said it? The tyrant must be always getting up a war. He is always stirring up some war or other in order that people may require a leader. Who said that? No, it sounds like Stalin. This, is, this has been going on a long time. Plato said it. You need to have a war so that you can get the people to keep you in power. Sounds just like the left in this country. They blame all the wars on the right and they've started every war that we've been in. Okay, I got a Catholic for you today. Les, he yielded to his wife for this one. So you, let's see if you can figure out who he's talking about. Like Daniel, Mr. Johnson does pray. He'll do it to start every day. He's sure to be blessed. May our nation find rest with leaders who follow God's way. Okay, um, listen, uh, my brother is here today and uh, he encourages me. So, uh, if you don't have a brother, I can tell you where you can find encouragement. It's right here, the Bible. Okay. I always try to close with something encouraging. Well, talking about encouraging, second week in a row, Jay and Joan walk in the door. Right when I'm trying to encourage people, you show up. That is encouraging. You want to be encouraged? That guy will do it. He calls me every Friday and bothers me. Now I was busy. I was. Uh, I say that in a, a good way. I was busy and I never called you back. I'm sorry. But um, very nice call. Thank you. Uh, we talk every Friday and I was taking out the dogs and then I came in I was feeling so poor I just said, I'm going to bed. So, um, But he encourages us just by his presence and Joan with him. Okay. I got two ironies and we'll be done. Zero Hedge. FBI raids Baltimore City taxpayer-funded Safe Streets program for possible gang infiltration. Okay. And from the Gateway Pundit, U-Haul filled with two thousand pounds of marijuana crashes into a California police station. (laughs) Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.